You're listening to Brand to Brand, the marketing show. With your hosts, Thomas Sterling. This is the future. This is where everything goes. And Veronica St. Cyr. Why the hell would anybody buy this? An unfiltered conversation on brand strategy. And it worked like crazy. Marketing trends. I think they're in again. And emerging technology. There's going to be big impacts here. You're excited. I'm pumped. (laughs) All right. Let's kick things off. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today on the show, we're diving into brands that are winning with nostalgia. They say what goes around comes around again. And in this case, these brands are making it a windfall. What are your thoughts on this, V? We see it a lot in fashion where fashion trends will fall out of fashion and come back. And I'm at the age now where I'm having that experience where I'm seeing (laughs) middle school outfits in the mall and it's like... Very frightening. Um, and there there are brands in a previous episode, we just talked about Stanley and L.L. Bean, brands that reinvent themselves mm-hmm. to stay relevant. But today we're talking today. about brands that <laughs> they sell nostalgia. They sell that aesthetic of, of the old way or the old way of doing things. And it's so cool. People want to be a part of that. And with that, let's get into it. It's a little bit of shake and then fake. Shake and fake. Polaroid or Converse? What's it going to be, Veronica? As a Converse brand enthusiast, I am taking those rubber shoes. All right, let's do this. <laughs> wow, you brought props. I'm prepared. I'm prepared today. Here, you can have the props. So you, so you. <laughs> it is a dog toy, but it does look. Like a camera. It does not look like the beautiful Polaroid that came out in 1937. 1937, the first Polaroid invented by Erwin Land. Can you imagine when the first Polaroid came out? That technology that you had in your fingertips? Instant photography? Yeah, before it was just people going under that little curtain to take the photo <laughs> or sitting for a portrait. Please hold the pose for two to three years <laughs> and I'll let you know when the film is done. Or those old photos, they needed so much light, it like, like they had dynamite going off when they were trying to take the picture <laughs> of you. No, instant photography. And in, in a lot of ways, this vision for instant photography trans formed the way that people captured moments and what their expectation was around photography. In some ways, you could kind of think of this as like the early Instagram. Mm. All of a sudden, people could be social, shake it like a Polaroid picture, take pictures with friends, hand them out, be able to have it instantly. How? And then what, from 1937 to when we suddenly got cameras we could carry in our pocket? That took a long time. Yeah, it's instant gratification, too. You didn't have to develop anything in a dark room or send it out for someone else to develop. You had instant access to your film in that one moment forever, which made it more special. And who wants to turn over all those photos that you took, right? I mean, I'm just saying. It's like pre-Snapchat where the photo disintegrates after you take it in You could, you could take the photo and, you, and no one else ever has to see it in the entire world. I don't know. I mean, the photography places back in the day... That just, that seemed like a weird thing. You're like, here you go. Here's all my family's important photos. Um, Can I get them back soon? They're like, yeah, five days. You're like, five days? What? 
Well, Converse is a brand that began in 1908, originally the Converse Rubber Shoe Company, and it initially focused on shoes for men, women, and children, but kind of like their big footprint, pun intended, Mm. um, in the 1920s was athletic footwear, very big for basketball, which at the time was new when it came to what was on the market, really for this enhanced flexibility and support compared to some of the other basketball shoes. A lot of people know the Chuck Taylor All-Star. So Chuck Taylor was kind of the big first sports endorsement of the all-star Converse shoes and kind of pioneered this idea of athletes uh, branding in the shoe industry, which is something we see uh, a lot today. We take for granted. We do we date we take it for granted for sure. They've kind of continued this. They have the one star, the Jack Purcell, but the Chuck Taylor really has has had that that kind of grip in the market for a while. And they're a brand that did struggle a little bit uh, and had some poor times in the company to adapt to the digital age and maintain their cultural relevance in such a crowded market. But had this kind of resurgence where you all of a sudden had young people taking to Converse again, which has been a shoe that has been synonymous with counterculture for a really long time and we saw shoes like Doc Martens all of a sudden a punk shoe become mainstream in fashion which is a trend that you're seeing time and time again. Yeah, Polaroid didn't have an easy go of it. Yes, when they first launched and even through the 1970s they built a brand that was synonymous kind of like Kleenex. People would just associate photo with Polaroid. In fact, their rainbow color, their rainbow stripe became such a strong element of their brand identity that people were actually using it just to showcase and communicate to consumers instant photography. That's when you know you've made it. It's like the Kleenex example is great or like Chapstick. Chapstick's a brand. You don't call it Chapstick. That's true. They've hacked our brains. Yes, that's such a brain hack. It's good marketing. (laughs) But it hasn't been an easy road for them. In fact, Polaroid uh, hit hard times, filed for bankruptcy in 2001 and 2009. Right around the time the iPhone came around, everyone was like, okay, I really don't even need to buy a digital camera. I actually just have one, and it's a phone. They went through six CEOs from 2005 to 2009, so those be some rocky times. Oh, that's really rocky. (laughs) And coming out of those hard times, they actually just took a hard look at their overall brand playbook, and they decided, we're not going to make products anymore. We're going to license the name. And we're going to find partners, partners that we believe in that share our values to carry on tradition. So a lot of the Polaroid uh, products that you see today, they're actually made by another supplier. And that's okay because Polaroid gets to hold on to the name. They get a piece of every single deal. It's the, It was their way to keep this company afloat during all of these challenging times. And I heard that they don't just make cameras, which is a little shocking. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how popular they are, but they also make tablets, like televisions, not like the TV you're watching the news on, but like, again, for photos. So if you want to be able to showcase instant photos in your kitchen or or elsewhere, and they have some other digital media stuff that they do as well, again, on photo storage. and, and, And it's not the core thing. The core thing is the nostalgia. People don't, if Polaroid came out with a new phone, no one's buying the Polaroid phone, right? Yeah. But they love the old. They love yeah. the old. People have an affinity with the old. And maybe it's not the exact same old Polaroid camera that you knew and love, but it works the same. Yeah, and, and it, it's it's an it's an accessory. That's it's, right. It's something that's an oddity. I was at a friend's house this year. We had a gathering of some people and we had a Polaroid camera. 
And it's just, you capture these kind of funny moments. There's no photo editing. Once that moment in time is captured, it's it's kind of there forever. But it, it is an accessory to have this aesthetic nostalgia item with you. Yeah, I mean, even when Instagram launched in 2010, what was their first logo? It was a Polaroid icon. Because again, it was so synonymous with that moment in time, right? Um, and so... That's when you've sort of leveraged and created a cult following around your brand. And it again, it didn't save them through those hard times when everyone else said, okay, this technology is outdated, but they've had a renaissance. And part of that is because they've stayed true to that heritage. So speaking of strong brands, even though Converse has shifted in terms of their utility and their audience, they've still kept this iconic brand. So they went from this basketball shoe to a punk rock symbol. And you know I brought a clip to help tell this story. Let's hear it. By the time the 1970s rolled around, there was new competition in the market and Converse began to lose their grip. Once Nike and Adidas entered the arena, the All-Stars technology was quickly outdated. Here's what Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC had to say about the transition. The rise of sneaker culture killed Converse in the 80s. Sneakers were aspirational. Hardly nobody in the NBA was wearing old school Chuck Taylors in the 80s. Chucks got old looking fast. DMC's right. Its popularity on the basketball court got old fast. But in the music industry, the sneakers popularity soared. So you have all of a sudden this shoe, which you doesn't have great technology. I don't know if you've ever worn Converse for an extended period of time. It's kind of crazy to think. I was going to ask you your these. true opinion of the shoe because it's basically just two inches of rubber and some canvas that if, somebody just sort of sewed together. If you walk around <laughs> San Francisco for nine miles in Converse, you will get plantar fasciitis. <laughs> so not the best shoe when it comes to like the technology for arch support for athletes. But there ain't no arch. There ain't no, there's no, no arch, arch for you. No, no arch. But you, you've created now this, again, this counterculture kind of like the punk rock movement where that popularity soars. We all remember seeing Converse in movies, or maybe we don't, maybe it's been subconscious, but notably Wayne's World, Wayne Campbell and those black Converse. <laughs> come on. As someone who looks like Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World combined most of my life, I understand. Back to the Future, Stand By Me, The Breakfast Club. So you now have some nostalgic movies that are still revered today that also have Converse as it's becoming big in fashion. Speaking of the music industry embracing Converse, music industries love Polaroid too. Obviously we started with Outkast, but... Did you know that one of the creative directors for Polaroid was Lady Gaga? Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> I know. And just as surprised as you are, let's imagine what Kanye West would have to say on the matter. In fact, let's play the clip. Because look at Gaga. She's the creative director of Polaroid. I like some of the Gaga songs. What the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs> I mean, all jokes aside, what was she doing as creative director of Polaroid? The big question is, you are a pop star. Why are you working with Polaroid? My job with Polaroid is, uh, has nothing to do with me being a pop star. And what's really very exciting about our partnership is that it's not an endorsement deal or a campaign. It is 100% a partnership with me as the creative director of new products and branding uh, nothing more than my artistic vision. If you're not sure what she's actually going to be doing there, even after hearing part of that clip, uh, neither are we. 
<laughs> and it didn't last very long. But what's interesting about it is, <laughs> think about the fact that you have a CNBC news anchor who is calling out a celebrity <laughs> saying, why are you endorsing or working with this product? You're a celebrity. Cut to, it's been almost 13 years since that clip came out. No one would question a celebrity's involvement in anything. <laughs> They're true. starting their own businesses. <laughs> George Clooney has a tequila. Kate Hudson has a vodka. Like, there, no one's questioning that. We've just accepted this at the norm. And hear how that was news at the time is, is so funny to think about how far we got so quickly. So if we had to talk about any other brands on the show today... We got to talk about Kodak. Film went out. Now it's back in. People are interested in developing their stuff all over again. Kodak's an interesting brand because this is the brand that literally came up with the idea for a digital camera before it came out. And then they sat on it because they were afraid of what would happen to their film business. So the guy that came up with it went over to Sony and we all know what happened. A Nintendo is another one. They've been leaning into some of their older games, their older consoles. People have this real nostalgia to the gameplay of oh, yeah. yesterday. And Nintendo's Pokemon franchise, which you have people who are playing Pokemon who now their kids are playing Pokemon. And even though they've adapted to do mm. Pokemon Go, this augmented experiential game you could play out in the wild, they release new generations of Pokemon. So there's new ones coming out. But everyone knows Pikachu. And the OGs still stay. And Pikachu has become a brand. Beyond that, some brand partnerships selling nostalgia. I got a few that we have to talk about. Let's do it. All right. Hotels.com did a pop-up nostalgia fantasy for anyone who remembers Lisa Frank. So they took over a hotel room, which Hotels.com has done some kind of fun stuff like this with these, these kind of pop-ups. Rainbow curtains, Lisa Frank mattress, cloud rug, uh, really leaned into this like 90s nostalgia warmth of childhood wonder. Jenko Jeans and Goldfish. Goldfish, a brand that tried to reach a little bit younger of an audience, not just in your kids' you know, school lunch. And Jenko Jeans, which... God bless that those haven't fully come back, though. <laughs> Jeans are getting wider and back here. Uh, Airbnb and Blockbuster. Airbnb um, partnered with the Lone Video Rental Store uh, and offered a 90s-themed uh, Blockbuster experience that had these, like, sentimental stays for a limited time only. I saw that. That looked crazy. <laughs> so you're seeing these... Uh, nostalgia in design. You're seeing this, uh, you know, Crystal Pepsi coming back uh, for a limited time only. Uber Eats did a Wayne's World commercial. Bacardi's done like a 1957 party. But these one-off like nostalgic experiences that people are having, uh, nostalgia sells. People are crazy about it. And it's something that uh, we're going to continue to see brands leverage. And they're going to have to leverage it in more and more creative ways as everything just becomes more digital. I mean, how much do you think that really costs? Airbnb. There's only one blockbuster left clinging to the name. I mean, incredible. And now for something completely different. So if we had to put this to work, first and foremost, embrace nostalgia in your marketing. Think about the times and trends of the past and how they relate to your brand today, because people are eating it up on social media. Next, I would say a lot of brands struggle with reaching younger audiences. This is that moment to connect the dots for those new and emerging customers that haven't maybe made the connections with your brand. 
Third, build the bridge with other brands. Take a page out of Airbnb's book and think about what those other partnerships can do to really increase your audience. And the last one, be omnichannel. That is your ticket to reach old and young audience through a combination of traditional and paid digital channels. Contractor, no. I will not bow to any sponsor. Garth, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. So if you had to take anything away from the show today, Veronica. Mine would be for the Gen Z's listening. We've already been there and done that. And maybe now you're just realizing how cool we were or (laughs) are. I'm Ron Burgundy. Labeling. Wow. Well, mine would be just like fashion. What is in today can be out tomorrow. Time to stockpile those VHS tapes. And with that... We're out, folks. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, smash the subscribe button or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're out of here.